Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. That time of the week again, the Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL talk. Round 12 is in the books and uh, another pretty dire week, to be honest. After the origin period, it's really starting to take its toll on the competition, but we'll jump straight in with our fast fives. And Brock, what was your highlight from the weekend? Uh, New South Wales win last Wednesday, uh, which was pretty historic. First time we've won at Suncorp since 2003 um, in a game that actually meant something. So uh, it was a good week to be a New South Welshman. From the weekend, I think the the Panthers smashing uh, Parramatta was a... Pretty big highlight for me and a big crowd um, out there at Penrith Stadium last Friday night. Mm. Well, my highlight uh, was probably the Warriors brand of football. Uh, Andrew McFadden seems to have got the balance right over there. They completed at 92%. They're doing the basics right, which is all you'd want them to do if you were coaching them because they're so powerful. And uh, just the outside backs chiming in. Lamarpe, Harul, Manu Vardavai, I think he's in career best form. Uh, you know, I know Newcastle aren't having the best run of form, but... They've got all their players back. They've got rid of Nathan Tinkler, as far as I'm concerned. They've got no excuses anymore, and the Warriors just ran all over them. Yeah. Well, and, uh, Newcastle have got a lot of issues that are affecting them that you know, are bigger than what's happening on the field. So you can excuse them for their poor performances, I think. And what about your low light? <laughs> uh, Reynolds getting off that tackle was ridiculous. Mm. Uh, I'm New South Welsh, and I'm glad he's going to play, but, mate, that was a bad tackle. And to, to let him go on, on that and then... Have a look at some of the other tackles that have been charged this year, and you know, namely Jordan McLean gets nine weeks for you know nowhere near the position that uh, Adam Reynolds put Brent Tate in in Origin. It's a joke. It's made a farce of the judiciary system, and uh, you know, Queenslanders have got every right to blow up. I think. Uh, I think the game in general should be blowing up because it's uh, it was a really really poor decision. Yeah, I, will, I 100% agree. I'm also a New South Welshman, obviously, but. Uh, yeah, Jordan McLean's judges on the injury, not so much the, the suspension. Well, that's, that's the bullshit thing then, itself. You uh, should not be judged on the injury. Again, I've said this a million times. If we're going off severity or the look of tackles, what about when uh, I think Justin Hodges flipped Nate Miles on his head that didn't even get put on report? Uh, Bo Falloon got his one above the vertical, nothing. Nate uh, Miles did you it know, to Greg Bird, someone as well. Greg Bird threw someone on the flat of his back and got six weeks originally and ended up with three locked. Yeah, how how the how that tackle wasn't graded higher than the Greg Bird one, I've got no idea. Yeah, well, I have absolutely even no Jack idea. Even Jack DeBellin got suspended for putting Greg Inglis on his back. He didn't slam him on his head. The, no. the whole system's a joke. The other thing is, I think they should be... The grading should be higher for players that release players in, at the apex of the, of the lift. I'd much rather a player... If you lift a player, hold on to him and, and put him. Try and try your best to put him on the ground safely. I, I guess the thing they're trying to get out of it is when they lift and drive, 
But I, I can't think of anything worse to do apart from driving than letting him go at the top of the lift. Well, that's more why I think they got bird, but it was still flat in my eyes. But, um, yeah, the, the system's a bit of a rot, I think. That that was very, very lucky for him. At the end of the day, like I said, though, uh, New South Welshman, very happy. He's playing just like you are, but uh, they need to have a hard look at themselves because they've already fallen away from their promises as a few charges. So uh, my low light was probably just the, the storm and the standard of the weekend. Um, obviously, a little bit of bias there for me. Being a Melbourne fan, Cronk not there, Slater not there. Uh, just fairly predictable. Um, Smith come, he played very well. He killed it, but he didn't need to play. It was a waste of a game as far as him playing was concerned. And then just the standard across the weekend. thought the Dragons were pitiful. Uh, you know, the Eels struggled without Jared Hayne a little bit. Um, you know, even South. South attack still not really far, and Manly were flat. It was a pretty poor round, to be honest. Well, I don't think there, was a, there wasn't a game that landed within the 1-12 to 12 winning margin. Every game was 13-plus. Yeah. So that, that tells you where the competition's at at the moment. Um, they need to go to standalone origin. It's a joke. We have this conversation every year. I'm not going to go on a rant about it this year, but um, and it's going to keep on going. The competition has got to a level now where we've gone past asking these players to back up after the ridiculous um, standard that we saw in Origin, and then you've got players backing up 48 hours later. It's it's far school. It's it's you know going back to the age of the dinosaurs. The mentality that we've got in terms of playing, uh, in terms of players having to back up. Uh, you know, the game isn't what it used to be. The game's a lot more physical. It's a lot more demanding on your body, week to week, and. Uh, you know, we could make such an event out of Origin. I know it works on Wednesdays, but you could make such an event out of Origin uh, by putting it on a standalone game. And I, I like what Cameron Smith said: put it over three consecutive weeks, have a maybe a twenties Origin for three consecutive weeks. Um, it'd be tops. You could really turn it into a carnival mid-year uh, and stand or Origin alone um, by itself. How it should be. Mm. I Man, the, the probably the closest <clears throat> example that we've seen most recently was. Uh, the Wallabies versus uh, the British and Irish Lions last year. They had a three-match series over three weeks, and it was just pandemonium. Wherever they went, there were massive crowds, massive following, um, spikes in the economy. People are able to travel and watch it because it's on a Saturday. Tell me who travels, really, apart from the absolute diehards, travel to Suncorp to watch that game last week. Not many. Yeah, Not many, unless you can take a couple of days off. But yeah. yeah, you know. There's a lot of different things that go with it um, that I think we could uh, get more out of in terms of origin. And the stand of the comp's crap. It's hard to watch games. I struggled to watch last night. I struggled to watch two games on Sunday. Um, yeah, that's that's my take on it. Yeah, well, what about your best? Tyron Peachy. Uh, his hat trick was sensational. His hat trick. You got a double, didn't did you? Get, I thought he got a hat trick, but anyway, it's a double. Um, he was sensational, uh, and you know, coming off the bench, he could easily start. Uh, but I think he's got a, making a massive difference off the bench. And the other one was Jared Hayne in Origin. I thought he was absolutely sensational. How he didn't get a ten out of ten in the paper the day after, I, I'll never know. Uh, and the pl- probably the play of the weekend, I thought Darius Boyd's tackle on David Fusatua was pretty good. Yeah, I had Mansour. Thought Mansour was epic. Uh, Jonathan Thurston and Smith I couldn't leave out purely just on a backup sense JT even though Melbourne Weekend were very good and, and Smith in a, a beaten side 55 tackles played 80 minutes and probably the other one even though their opposition wasn't that good was Sam Burgess I thought Sam Burgess last night was really really good uh, chalked up 200 metres scored a pie was pretty dominant but uh, yeah like I said that, those kind of players should be standing out while the standard's so low and to be honest that, that shows you 
uh, the difference between our rep players and some of the blokes playing club footy as to why the standard's so low because two of the best players in the round were blokes that played 80 minutes on Wednesday night mm. and backed up. But uh, what about your worst? Uh, Jamal Idris. He's obviously been stood down for... We've heard rumours and uh, ins oh. and outs of what's happened. And, you know, Penrith have said that it's a, it's not a disciplinary uh, reason, but, you know, what we've heard it uh, remains to be seen. But... I guess all the all the information on this and all the dirt's going to come out in the wash, so there's no real uh, point speculating on it. But really, it's a it's a result of his poor body language, poor attitude, application, both on and off the field for you know several years now. Um, and he he should be an international. You know, you look at his his uh, his body, um, his ability. He's he's got the natural ability of someone like a Greg Inglis, Jared Hayne, and he just just hasn't utilised it. Uh, and it's culminated in, obviously, the Bulldogs were happy to let him go. He went to the Titans, didn't really reach his potential apart from a three-month period there where he played really good, got injured, left the Titans, said he was homesick, has come to Penrith, probably only played one good game this year, which was in city country, and apart from that, he's been pretty poor for them as well. Yeah, well, I think I told you I read an article by Josh Massoud and going on about how he's a free thinker and he uh, you know, doesn't conform to the norm and this and that, and friends travelling, he thought to himself went over a coffee with him and the Gold Coast that he just wanted to randomly go to Tibet and all the rest of it. Well, I got a simple message, and it was the same one I said about Blake Ferguson saying he doesn't get to act like a normal 21-year-old. You're making a lot more money than someone your age, and it's a very short window. If you want to float around and go to Tibet or this and that and you don't like conforming or you don't like being part of the norm, well, you're not going to get a job outside of football either because every single one of us has to conform every day to somebody telling us what to do or having tasks put in front of us. If he can't do that in an industry where he's, you know, getting paid half a million dollars a year, well, how's he going to do it in a normal world? He's got a sense of entitlement. That's the problem. He thinks he's entitled to be able to do what he wants, but in the bigger, wider scheme of things, as you said, you know, 99% of us work in industries where, you know, you get to work and you're told what to do. That's, that's well, how it is. Said, Josh I mean, and, and, and maybe yeah. in 20 years' time, me and you will be in a position where we're telling other people what to do. Yeah, but at the moment, the when you first go into the workforce, um, you know you're, you start at the bottom. Just I think the generation there are, and it's not everyone in this generation. This bullshit about Generation Y and you know all that sort of stuff. There's still great kids out there. They're still hardworking. You know, the majority of uh, this generation are the same as the generations that have gone before us. But there is that element um, that do want to start at the top. That, that don't think they have to take orders, that think they can just float around and do whatever they want in their time. And uh, it must be really difficult. But I guess for a professional football club or any sporting uh, profession, I'll just punt them. See you later. If you yeah, don't well, conform, there's going to there's gonna be someone just as good that's willing to take that money and that opportunity. Well, I was happy they re-signed Mansour, and I, I bet he would have taken a pay cut. Uh, that's a guarantee. But my first thought immediately was... If interest is such an issue, just get rid of him and make sure you get to keep somebody like Mansour who at least gives you the effort every week yeah. and pay him what he's worth. Uh, you know They're pretty lucky, I think, that he stayed because much like the money Proctor got, he's going to have a lot less than what he would have got going to Canberra. But That was know. two really nice things this week as well. Josh Mansour re-signing, obviously, today. Kevin Proctor to, uh, re-signing today. Um, <clears throat> I, had, I got the pleasure of sitting with Wayne Bennett this was four or five years ago when he was at the Dragons and he he made a comment that's stuck with me for a long time he said don't sign for money you know don't sign somewhere for money sign somewhere because you know that that's the best place for you and I think Josh Mansour he owes a little bit to Penrith because they you know they picked him up off the scrap heap 
Uh, Kevin Proctor, obviously, he's been at Melbourne forever. He could have got big money elsewhere, but he's obviously comfortable in that environment and thinks that that's where he's going to play his best football. So it's nice to see players making decisions based on not so much the money, but the environment and the support that they're going to get in that uh, different club. The one probably coming out of the week is James Tedesco. That's a really interesting signing because I just think, I think Canberra are a train wreck. Yeah, I, I couldn't be but on the flip side, I also support the other theories, which is, you know, it is a short career. He's already had injuries. But you're getting paid enough. Like, it's not like, yeah, but you've also you've got to look at it from his perspective. They signed Brooks, Moses, Simona, Nofaluma, Sirenen, Woods. They've got all these guys, Farah, before him. And by the time it's got to the end of it... Canberra have come in marquee money. Milford's just left. They've offered him offered close him to seven hundred thousand. The Tigers weren't even in the ball. Tigers offered him six hundred. No, they didn't. Mm. I've got information to say yeah. that they offered him six hundred for a hundred thousand dollars. I wouldn't be on it. It wasn't a hundred thousand dollars. I can tell you that much. Well, Sam Au wanted five hundred. They wouldn't pay any more than four because that's all they could afford, and he got off at seven. Four. So three hundred thousand dollars is a lot of money. The cap's going up as well over right? three years. But that's the simple way. I think Paul Kent explained it, and I thought it's pretty much similar. If you were that down the pecking order when the money got to the end and you've had a couple of injuries like he has already and someone's making you their marquee signing, it's it's a pretty decent oh, amount It makes sense up. for Canberra. But for, you know, what happens if he has another knee injury, Canberra go like busters? Well, it doesn't matter for Tedesco. Tedesco's done exactly what I just said. Obviously, he's, he's going to cash in for four yeah, years. He's had t- three years, 2.1 million. So what happens at the end of that three years if he... Well, he's set up for the rest of his life, isn't he? So I can't That's really blame him. There's $300,000 difference if every single year he's at Canberra compared to at the Tigers. So. I don't think he's going to play his best footy at Canberra. Yeah, well, he may not, but they have to put the systems in place. They have to build their game plan around him. I think Cornish needs to come into the mix somewhere there. White and Vaughan, they've got some young players, but they need the right person steering it. But uh, yeah, if The, the money... other one, sorry, was the refs in game one. They were poo of origin. They, they could have potentially butchered that game at the end. The amount of calls that went against New South Wales, unbelievable. I was going to say, ridiculous. end of the day, I kind of feel sorry for Shane Hayne because no touch charge or Ben Cummins chipped in at all. No, well, Shane Hayne made... should have come in a few times. Yeah, that's what said, I mean. Look, you've, you've cocked that one up, Shane. There's that much support staff. No one helped him. He made every single call. Oh, I'm not, I'm not shooting any individual. I'm, the referees as a whole. Yeah, They've got to all start working together holistically because it's almost like the on-field ref go, like, want to lay blame somewhere else. The touchy goes, well... I didn't see it. It's not my job. Video ref goes, not my job. Well, it's everyone's job just to get it right. The touches in particular, a few of those knock-on calls were in front of them, not Shane Hayne, and they didn't help out one bit. He had to make calls off what he saw, and I thought he got left in the dark by Cummins and the touch judges. So, mm. uh, What about questions coming out of the weekend? You got anything? Um, where does game one rank in terms of all-time great origin games? For you personally, obviously we're a little, bit, we're a little bit younger than some of our audience um, that'll be listening. Obviously, I can probably remember most games from... Uh, the mid nineties on, yeah. you'd be probably early two thousands on. No, I can remember late nineties. Yeah, when we were, you know, we were pretty decent at that point in time. A couple, of the, I remember the Jordan series and things like that. Uh, in my time, you know, as far as probably remembering that, that'd be close to the top. Yeah, it'd be, you know, at, at second at, at second at worst. I remember the the series where um, Brad Fittler came back and they won that game. The series where Joey came back. Uh, I think it was game two. He came back. Um, and, and played a blinder, but there's not too many there that um, you know rank higher than it. Put it that way. Yes. There's, there've been some gutsy victories, but I think that was a dominant victory. I, I think we should have won by more. Mm. Um, and oh, just the whole game, I thought the whole game was outstanding. But yeah, it'd be close to the best state of origin game I've watched. Yeah, that um, I can remember. The other, the other one was Kent could have Jared Hayne potentially be an immortal. Well, he needs to play. 
this way and the way he did in 2009 for the rest of his career to potentially have a crack at that at the moment, not a shot in hell. Yeah, one game, leader, one leader game, and one year don't make your career. Oh, I just I saw it posted on Twitter. Um, someone had posted it up. You know what would he have to do to to be considered immortal? I agree. I think he has to lead. He led Parramatta to that grand final. Obviously, they didn't win it. Um, but yeah, but one, he's played for Australia. He's played for New South Wales. No, um, no I think offense. He could possibly be the most capped New South Welshman by the end of his right career. Now. Right now, he's the most capped in, in, in that, that side. side. But I think of all time, he could potentially be the most capped. Uh, player for New South Wales all time. So he could be the best player ever for New South Wales if he continues to play like that. He's for the next two years older, five than, years. two years older than me, so he's twenty six, and I think he's been capped eighteen times now. Mm. So potentially, without I think Fittler had mid thirties. Daly and Fittler had mid thirties. Thirty six or thirty four. I think mm. Freddie, he's somewhere up there. He's our number one as far as caps is concerned. So he'd need to play at least another seven, five or six years, seven to series get around there. Yeah. 21, you need about 21 games or somewhere around there or six years, 18 games to get in front. But, um, you know, it, yeah, that one's longevity. I don't think he's done anywhere near enough to consider himself immortal yet. If he played the way he is now for the next four or five years and was just absolutely dominant, won another Dalian, won a comp, mm. chalked up some of these bits and pieces, well, well then, yeah, um, he could throw himself. I changed the question because the question was, you know, is, is Jared Hayne considered now an immortal? I thought well, that's ridiculous. But, yeah, you know, what, what does he need to... What does he need to do in order to be an immortal? So, well, that's the same. Come a bit of that uh, argument when I've heard Matt John say that Thurston will overtake Andrew. I think John, uh, Jonathan Thurston can't consider himself even close to Andrew until he's won a comp. Yeah, he got one with the dog. Yeah, you know, like I, I don't think he was as big a factor there. And the amount of games, extra origins, and everything else he's had compared to, say, Joey. I still think Joey's got the mantelpiece there. But that, those little bits of extra, I think, really add to the mantelpiece. Like a Smith. A Slater and even a Cronk. I don't know. A lot of people probably don't give Cronk the plaudits, but he's won everything now. He's won Origins. You, he's won a Grand Final. He's won a Dalian. If you have a look at the um, Grand Finals that Andrew Johns won as well, like he won over a Manly side, which was very, very, very dominant. And in then that they period took of down time. a Parramatta side. They took down a Parramatta side who was the best offensive side ever in the Premiership. You know, they were rated absolutely no chance in that grand final. So mm. the effect that he had on his team uh, in those games also. Yeah, plus goals, massive Dally M's, he, yeah. he chalked up all those things. But um, my questions, I've only got three, and they're all in regards to, uh, obviously, injuries that have happened over the weekend. I suppose the Storm of the first one, do you think they'll still make the eight? Yeah, I think they will. Uh, the other one, Parramatta. Yeah, Haynes going to be there potentially if he doesn't get injured, but I think Pete's a massive blow. Do you see them now? having a struggle as far as holding their spot. I think they, they'll... Oh, I don't know. They're talking about Luke Kelly coming in and playing nine. I don't mind yeah. that idea. Um, I don't know whether he's going to have the same effect, obviously, as Pete's. He's, he's not as good defensively in the middle, but I just look at Jared Hayne and, and think that if he can continue to play like that, I think they will land in the eight. Uh, can they have a crack at the competition without Pete's? I don't, I don't think so. I think there's still a few pieces away from being genuine title contenders, but I think they could fall into the eight. Yeah, my other one. I, don't, I don't think, you know, if I had to flip a coin, I'd probably say 60% no, 40% yes at this point in point in time. Same as Melbourne. I think 60% yes, 40% no. It's it's close because there's just going to be, a, we know there's going to be a massive logjam of teams uh, fighting for those positions. And I just think Melbourne, uh, you know, they're going to get cronked back, what, round 21, 22? Oh, it depends. So Slater, Slater will be all right could after this origin. So, yeah, it's it's tough. If you miss 12 weeks, you wouldn't be coming back until around 23, 24. That's a very short turnaround to be trying to get ready for How five. many wins have they had thus far? 
six, six and five. They're going to need another six wins to make it. Yeah, well, without him, I think that's going to be very hard. Mm. Very hard. And but also, it depends who you And we're going to lose during Origin. We've got the Roosters this week without both those players, so I think you can chalk up another loss. Yeah. And then uh, we're going to play after Origin, so it's going to be a hard battle. The last one, I think the Panthers have pretty much booked a spot in the eight. Now you'd think they're unaffected by Origin, so no excuses there. They what need... have they had? They've had seven wins? Yeah, they only need a couple more to stay in. So my question was top four, though. They're unaffected. I well, I think, think now it'd be it'd be a real disappointment for them if they didn't finish. Well, I think the onus really is on them now. Again, like the Warriors are making that kind of a run now with four from their last five. But at Penrith with no players out really have no excuse. Well, I've got during Penrith, this period. I've got Penrith's draw at the moment. Well, they play the uh, Titans this weekend away. Well, uh, let's let's have a look at their run. And they got the they've Titans got the Warriors, away, the Dragons at home, the Warriors away, Tigers away, Broncos home. Roosters away, they've got the Sharks, then they've got the Dragons again. Out of all those games, the only one that really should offer a challenge during Origin is the Warriors, because they're also unaffected. Yeah. And the and Roosters, depending on if that's the second week after Origin, before they go back into camp with their no, hearts. that'd be so. after Origin. But realistically, origin. yeah, well, there you go. That's in their favour again with three players. So realistically, yeah, after, besides after that after Warriors origin. game, uh, they're, they're unaffected. They should really go on a bit of a run here. I agree. I agree. They're, and plus, they've got, like, to finish the season, they play the last four rounds. They've got the Cowboys, the Storm, Manly, and the Warriors, which I think could be potentially all top eight teams. It would be nice to see them run into those sides heading into the finals. It's no, the best preparation if you were safe by then as well. Yeah, they've just got to make sure, as you said, they keep accruing wins now. Mm. Well, that wraps up the, the Fast Five. We'll jump into our reviews of the games from the weekend. Review of round 12 starts with the Friday night game between the Panthers and the Parramatta Eels. And what a bloodbath this one was. 38-12. to 12. No Jared Hayne. Uh, Nathan Peet struggled early on with his knee, which eventually led to an ACL rupture. So, uh, you know, that, that's that's a big-time injury for them. I think Will Hopuade summed up, uh, you know, his position or, you know, his role in their team more than anything from bringing that enthusiasm line speed mongrel that they've been lacking the last couple of years and I think money can't buy what uh, he's provided for the Paramount Eagles. No, he's a big loss. I think uh, that could almost spell the end of their season. Uh, Nathan Peet's been out because he's been not the heart and soul but he's definitely had a massive influence on their rise up the table this year. Uh, Penrith simply too good. Jared Hayne missing obviously left a big hole in the Eels' attack but uh, it definitely doesn't affect them making tackles when he's at fullback and uh, defensively they were, they were very poor. Uh, they didn't show much resilience, and Penrith just kept applying pressure, kicking to the corners, and it's a very simple game plan for Penrith at the moment. But uh, Penrith's attacks opened up. I did say it on the podcast about a month ago that you know I understood the criticism of their attack, but um, Cleary had a theory going into the season that they could accumulate some wins just by playing simple for the first eight rounds, and then after that, um, open it up because you know they weren't expecting to lose too many to Origin. At, it enables you to progress your season along nicely when you know you're not going to have ins and outs. So I still that that, that is happening. I still um, like the slight changes though. Like obviously Kingston out, Seguiaro should be playing more minutes. You're seeing why. Uh, you know he he has played 80 minutes or was so effective when he was in the Holden Cup or up in North Queensland. Peachy started a few times. sikamanu has got some fitness back. Uh, the bench has changed. I think Lattimore's been more effective than Tim Grant ever was. So mm. there's four or five differences just in the lineup that I like a lot more than what we saw and. Players like Matt Moylan have come to their own. I think their attack's a lot more dynamic purely off the back of him also, just gaining some more confidence after playing in uh, the city-country game. So. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, mate, they've got a lot of young kids that are just going to get better and better and better the more first grade they play. And 
Uh, they've got a lot of good senior guys around them. The job Peter Wallace is doing there can't be understated. I think Jamie Soward's defence has been good. Um, everyone's playing their role, and they just, they just play simple. They complete, uh, and they kick, and they chase well, and they defend well and play one too, which, well, which really I'll tell you what, really, I was really impressed with was probably that. We always talk, or we know from the coaching side of things, play one and two now. Uh, you know, effective set starts and things like this. I thought their physicality on play one and two was brilliant. On they, both sides. They, they weren't just rushing up, uh, you know, line speed and, you know, just good tackle tech. They were aggressive. They were physical. There was some really brutal contact and punishment dished out in the Parramatta 10 or 20 zone on the first two tackles. And uh, just throughout the game, obviously, Peachy was brilliant. Mansour, awesome. Uh, like you said, they opened it up and they're growing. But Parramatta... The Peach thing's going to hurt. We're here where they're looking at Matt Keating, Nafe, Seluini, wow. uh, the former Rooster and Bulldog. A couple of other options there. I'm just going to throw one out there. I love Damian Cook. I told you about that, the one that was with the Dragons that moved to the Bulldogs. Uh, I think he's only recently back from injury, and I doubt he's going to get a run in front of Innes. So uh, if I was going to look anywhere, I'd probably be trying to jag him. Yeah, I think they could. it's tough. But, you know, they're, they're, well, I don't think they'll look anywhere. I think they'll stick with Kaiser Pritchard and just. Well, Pritchard's injured at the moment, and he's on the quarter zone needle, so I don't. Okay. The only other option they've got, and I do, I do like the bloke, young Zach Docker-Clay. He's a great young half, but they've trained him in the preseason. And I watched him play 20s. He's not ready for first grade. No, that's what I was going to say. They've, they've tried to bulk him up and make him a hooker, but I don't think he's a hooker, which is... They, they've talked about it. I think he's a great player, but to me, he's not a nine. He doesn't have the mindset or the aggressiveness to play a nine. He's I gonna, just don't think he's ready. He's going to play halves in the future, though. He's he, just not ready. Yeah, but I mean, mentally, mentally and physically, it's one of these player changes. They're trying to make him a nine. I don't think he's a nine. Yeah. I think he's a seven. So I, I don't think that would be the way to go. But uh, we'll wait and see. As long as I don't bring Matt Keating back, I'll, I'll be happy. Yeah. Let's put it that way. But this week, uh, the Eels, they're going to have to go and play the Cowboys at Pertec. Yeah, they're at home, but that's a tough ask. The Cowboys coming off a, a big win last week against Melbourne. Their, their origin players played pretty well on the backup. I'm sure they'll get plenty of rest this weekend. They'll be looking to chalk up another win. Uh, Penrith, a tough game against the Titans. The Titans have been tough regardless of who has been on their side, but they get that Greg Bird, Harrison, Kelly, so some troops back on deck. Um, if they play the way they have been, you think they'd get away with a win, but you can't discount the Titans this year. Oh, it'll be a tight game. They, they, they're playing very, very similar game plans, Titans and the, and the Panthers, which is uh, it's going to be interesting to watch. Penrith got away with one uh, here a few weeks ago on Easter Monday um, over the Titans, but um, a game that could have gone either way. Uh, Penrith, that's when their attack was a little bit clunky. I expect Penrith to... Uh, put some points on, on the Titans if the Titans cough up the ball. But then again, if the Titans complete well, I think they can uh, they can really roll over the Panthers potentially. But it'll be a good game. Dry track up there, which will be which will be nice. Mm. Saturday, the Roosters got a 26-12 victory over the Canberra Raiders. And what are you supposed to say about this one? The Canberra Raiders have just been flat-out poor. Um, you know, I know plenty of people are calling for my crone's head, but I can't believe no one's calling for Campisi. Campisi cat is just a set of hands at the moment and a kicker. He may as well have K next to his name. He's a locker punter in the NFL. Yeah. He touches the pill, he kicks it. As soon as he grabs it, the attack goes over. He runs sideways. He's cutting off the space. Um, you know Whether he's still in that old contract of 500000 if you're going to point to one of those two blokes and say they're not having a dig, he's not having a dig. Well, there's not many halves in the NRL that are effective at the moment. I'm, no one's really standing out, uh, apart from, obviously, the guys that are involved in Origin, but... Benji Marshall is similar. We'll get on him later. But if you're not a, if you're not digging in the line as a half and willing to run the ball and pass the ball short and get hit every now and then, just give up the game because it's it's making it so much easier for these sides to defend. And uh, you know when the field flips and when you don't bank points when you've got possession, 
sides just get towed. Well, you and saw in the last 15 minutes, as soon as Cornish come on, what happens when you play square and dig into the yeah, line? A exactly. few times there, yeah, the tackles were made, but there was questions asked of the Roosters for the last 10 minutes on their line because yeah. Cornish was taken it dead straight. And the one time he runned, some of it, you missed him, he almost slid through. So within 10 minutes, he changed the, the whole outlook of their game. He made White look better. He made Papali look better. All these guys that have kind of been struggling... Uh, you know, it's been partly due to the ball players. Yeah. And him coming on to square things up. Well, I think next week, if if he's not named today, sorry, as the starter for this week, I'll be very disappointed. Yeah. And I well, don't know what Ricky Stewart thinking because it's time be. to start moving forward. Yeah. Um, you know, and again, there's only two, no- a couple of names as usual. Jared Croker, tried hard as he always does. Jack Whiten, he definitely belongs in the centres. He played great. Uh, but Vaughan scored again, got his fifth try over 100 metres again. And Sean Fenson, as he always does. Just grind himself. I, in I don't, I don't think you can really fault their effort, the Raiders, but they're just, as you said, they don't, they don't have the ability to post points and key position players. They don't have halves. They don't have a nine. They don't have a nine. And you know, Milford's at the back. Roosters, Roosters just played with them. They look like a big cat playing with a mouse. It's a simple thing we've said every single week. They, they are right now the Bulldogs of last year, a quality side that is just cruising along. I'll tell you what, Ray Warren um, actually said it well. I was listening to the Dead Set Legends on uh, Saturday morning, and he said they're they're an event team, the Roosters. They need a big crowd to, to get them going. They, they need, need yeah, they need uh, that big atmosphere, and well, it's they, so true. Look at last year, though. Last year was one of those years that we see when a team gets on a run and they get hungry, or everything's well, brand new. Their crowds really got big, but now I think now the Roosters are expected to perform. Yeah, so it's the crowds the sort of slide off a little bit, and they'll get back uh, amongst it come finals time. But I, yeah. Uh, yeah, they just look like a team that's that's cruising a little bit, but it's. You can't flick that switch either. You know, the nah. Roosters need to make sure that their uh, performances are improving gradually so they peak at the right time. You can't sort of try and peak. Um, it needs to be obviously be developing over a, a season and, you know, your planning obviously needs to be good. Well, but... the smartest thing I heard was Matty John say, and I thought the exact same thing, he'd be smiling Trent Robinson under underneath the surface about James Maloney and Mitchell Pearce missing out because they've been in ordinary form. I thought they were yeah. better on the weekend and, and them being there is just going to help them so much throughout this origin period and they're going to build nicely for the back end of you when it matters and they need to build up. Yeah, they'll finish top so, four purely because they're there during yeah, origin. But I thought they were physical. I thought Moa, Rhea Hargraves, uh, you know, in particular that left edge. Maloney was brilliant. Scored a try, three assists. He looked back to his best and Tupo, they say you get uh, confidence from Origin, he jagged a hat-trick. So, yeah, he was great. Uh, yeah, good times for them. But they've got the Storm this week away. Another great opportunity to get two points against an opponent that would usually be a tough challenge, but no Slater, no Cronk. This one, you'd think they'd want to go lay the boot in at Melbourne, at Melbourne. And, uh, you know, the Raiders, they're going to be home to the Broncos, who I thought played one of their best games in a couple of years yeah. last week, even though Manly were a little bit weak. They had some guys back up. So, uh, again, tough for the Raiders. Things are against them. And uh, yeah, they're, de- they're definitely not going to get an easy kill against the Broncos. But Saturday, again, this game, this was self-explanatory. Cowboys 22-0 against the Storm. No Kronk, no Slater. Uh, very predictable without those two. The, the halves, you know, very systematic. A lot of double block plays. A lot of simple one-out football. Cameron Smith was brilliant, 55 tackles. But what are you supposed to do when you're missing the whole core of what, you, what your side's built around? You nailed it. It's simple as that. The Cowboys, I didn't think the Cowboys were that impressive. No, Melbourne just I thought didn't Melbourne were tough, there. but they couldn't post any points. Melbourne defended gallantly. They just didn't have the players there to, to and, sort of um, score. I was, I was surprised that um, Bellamy didn't rest some blokes. I like couldn't believe Smith blokes. played. I really Off couldn't believe field. that Smith played. Yeah. And he let him play the 80. I would have told him flat out right then and there with those two gone that you're, you know, you're my man. They signed him with that million-dollar contract. There's no way I would have let him play. Yeah. I would have been thinking, even with the injuries, I would. Uh, my original thought before Origin was he'd rest all three of them even if they were healthy. 
give them that week and then think if every second week before we go back to Origin we can be fresh and win that game, we'll get out of Origin 50-50, which is what we need to be, and then we'll come out and try and make a run home. But, you know, obviously the injuries to Slater and Crockett change that theory, but I still wouldn't have Roos Smith. No. I still would have stuck by my guns. I would be giving them every single game after Origin off, and they'd be trying to win the second week. You got to ask yourself a question before a ball's kick. You know, what chance were they to win that game? And it was none, fairly small. Absolutely so none. Yeah, you don't put him out on the field. But uh, you know, like I said, JT was good, but you, you hit the nail on the head. Melbourne were weakened. Uh, a million repeat sets. They defended gallantly. Morgan's getting better and better. I think Bolton filled in well for Sims. Scott backed up well. Tarmow backed up well. But it was an easy kill for them. They're four from five. Uh, out of their last five games and they're building nicely and they've got the Eels this week without Pete Stuck they should be looking to do a number here and uh, even with Jared Hayne there that they should really be thinking about trying to put the hurt on this week and make Parramatta really feel it we just mentioned it before the Roosters are playing the Storm so things don't get any easier for Melbourne without two of their stars I think this could be similar to last week I'm sure they'll put the effort in but I can't see them getting the result mm. um, Sunday kicked off with the New Zealand Warriors 38-18 over the Newcastle Knights Simon Mannering's 200th game. He's 100th as captain, and the return to Mount Smart Stadium. And, um, you know, 92% completion rate. We usually don't associate that with the New Zealand Warriors, but that's absolutely fantastic. Um, Andrew McFadden, I think, has done the one thing we've spoken about a million times and why they frustrate you. Why can't they just do the simple things that they do well, you know, just right 100% of the time, which yeah. is carry the ball hard push up in numbers, you know, play play off, quick play the balls, offload and pass when it's there. I and mean, that's what they're doing. I can't believe how selective they've been the last few weeks as far as offloads, as far as passing is concerned, and they're not getting too excited and, you know, making errors. And uh, I said it earlier, the outside back's one of my highlights. Lamarpe, Hurrell and uh, Manu Vartavo, I can't think of three blokes coming out of the backfield that I, you know, would not want to tackle. They're probably the worst in the competition uh, as far as, you know, if you're a defender who, who you don't want to look up and say, I think they've been brilliant. Mm. Their strength is their flamboyance, but it's also their weakness mm. in that without flam- flamboyance comes errors. So if you catch the Warriors on a day where they, they don't hold the ball, you're going to have a decent day. But if you catch the, the Warriors on a day where their flamboyance sticks, you're in big trouble. Mm. Simple. And, you know, the fact of the matter is, is when you are... When you play finals footy, more often than not, you can't string that type of performance together for four weeks straight, mm. um, and that, and that's been their Achilles' heel. Because I, no doubt they've been the best attacking side, probably for four at four or five different stages during their history as a club, but they haven't won a premiership just because they can't defend. Yeah, uh, and there's still some. Uh, inconsistencies with their defensive structures and their attitude, which they need to fix. But oh, I think they're a finals team. They've got a finals team written all over them. Mm. And the, the other bloke who they've really got good halves too. Chet Townsend's good. Yeah. Nathan Friend's solid. Johnson's been really got good. Lula considering Lula he's injured. good back up. Johnson's good. They're just Sam Tompkins has added a little bit there. He can take the pressure off. They've got a lot of good key position players. They're going to they're going to be a top eight team. Tompkins has been a lot better the last couple of weeks, in particular. Keep, well, as the weather gets wetter, it's, he's going to come into his own. Because yeah, we played like Wigan, but I think he's starting to even play a bit straighter now. When he got over here, he was playing loosey goosey English Super League football, which is pretty much just do whatever you want. Yeah, they virtually play Oztag, and, and you know he looked a bit lost, but now he's really starting to fit in well on that sweep play. And I don't think uh, you know he doesn't look out of place with any of those great fullbacks as far as the quick transfer with the hands. He doesn't even need to touch the ball, and uh, you know they've burned a couple of teams the last few weeks for that. But Newcastle, I think Wayne Bennett summed it up perfectly in the press conference. He gave Jared Mullen a bit of a spray. He said, you know you're desperate when you're putting that chip kick in, which he put out, uh, you know, one in 100. He said it comes off, and even when it does, you know, people say it's exciting and flamboyant, but 
that's just pretty much us denying the challenge. He goes, we're not sticking to what works. We're not staying into the grind. We're looking for an easy way out. And I think he hit the nail on the head. Yeah. They're, they're not embracing the grind at the moment. They're not doing the simple things right. They were looking for an easy way out without miracle be, play. He must be frustrated. Because he's definitely not telling them to do that sort of stuff. So No, you, you know that from Wayne Bennett. Wayne Bennett demands the simple things right, and then you take advantage of your opportunities once you've put the hard work in. And at the moment, they're not doing that. I thought they were, really, they were in the game for the first... Probably up until that point. Yeah, they really were. Why he, just he before half-time. Just before half-time. Yeah, they were in the game, and then the Warriors scored a try off that kick and probably ended their hopes for the for Newcastle. Yeah, well, the Warriors, uh, they're away to South, they're playing NIB there, that's over in WA wasn't it, yeah, I think, the NIB yeah, Stadium yeah. last year I really thought they could win and they got them in a whisker, but I think this time around they really can win this game, Yeah, they can. I think South have been you know, very boring in attack, very plain, and I think if they're going to play against the team uh, and be very one dimensional with their forwards like they, they are, I think they'll struggle just like the Bulldogs struggled the other week to get over the top of the Warriors, if there's anyone that can match you in the middle it's the New Zealand Warriors, Definitely. and they've got the strike power to outdo South, so danger game for them Newcastle, they're at home to the Tigers, but the Tigers with Farrah and Woods back in, uh, you know, and I think Tedesco might be back on deck. We haven't seen the lineups yet and whether he's been named, but if he's back on deck with Brooks, uh, I think the Tigers are assuring to win that game. Yeah. But uh, we'll have to wait and see. Home advantage for them. So definitely need a turn of fortunes. But Sunday again, the Broncos 36 to 10 over Manly. No Cherry Evans, no Watt Mow, but on the flip side, they rested Hodges even though he was right to go and they had Gillette. Back up, Parker back up, a couple of players of their own, you know, who, who had to put in that second effort. But I thought it was one of the Broncos' best games in a few years. And yeah, that's saying a lot. But they got Manly at a good time. They uh, did. No Cherry Evans and Foran first came back in a long time. No Watmo. They had line back as well. They got a couple back in. Yeah, but back back in terms of, yeah, their name was on the team sheet, but they haven't played for an extended period of time. So it's going to take them a few weeks to be back at their best. Yeah. Big home crowd. It was a day game, uh, which I think suited them. Suited Brisbane. them, yeah. They don't get um, many. They always have to play in that dewy conditions on Friday and, night. And, uh, you know, Manly... They just weren't up to it. They, yeah. didn't, they didn't really. They didn't look like they believed they could win the game, especially nah. after the they caught the couple of questionable calls at the start of the game. Um, but then they just packed up. Well, they had no forward over 100 metres, no player over 100 metres, and you know Brisbane just rolled forward nicely. All their Origin players, Gillette, Parker, Thido back from injury, they rolled. Uh, Gillette was absolutely outstanding. Copley bagged a couple, Reid bagged a couple, and Ben Hunt. Ben Hunt's been brilliant this year. Yeah, what, what else do you need to say? I think a few people said they thought Barber played pretty well. I still think Barber's been ordinary. Yeah. I didn't see much in Sunday that impressed me. I thought everyone else uh, did a great job. And if there was any game to jump on the back of it and, and get some form back, that was it. But He'll it, do one or two good individual things, but he just doesn't help out other players in, in your team. That's, no, that's probably my criticism. Not that kind of fullback. And the way the position is these days, he needs to get uh, more into that mould of things and start pushing around the play of the ball and chipping him those little one percenters. But uh, Manly... But hearing that Foran may miss this week, he may have re-injured himself. He limped off with about 10 to go. Yeah. Uh, Cherry Evans, they keep saying he's right to go. We're not hearing that either. We're hearing he's still under a bit of a cloud. So the possibility of not having either of those two and Watmau, even if they are at home this week against the Bulldogs side, sure, they're missing Morris, but their strength is through their middle. They're going to need everyone on deck to beat yeah, the Bulldogs. Yeah, and they're going to need to slow them down and be very physical. Because, uh, it was know, a classic game, probably one of the games of the season last, last year, year when they yeah. met. Trent Hawkinson kicked a field goal in um, extra time to get the doggies over the line. But 
Uh, I expect something similar if they can get all the players on the field for this one. It'll be awesome. Mm. And the Broncos, they got Canberra away, GIO Stadium on Monday, so expect wet, slippery conditions. But uh, I think the Broncos... Brisbane have got a horrendous record down in Canberra. A horrendous really? record, yeah. I'm only thinking about the... I'm thinking back to probably the Yarra Yarra game they won there. I thought they won a couple down no, there. No, they've got a horrendous record. Oh, well, I've said earlier that they had a great record down there. No. I'm on the flip side, but uh, I really think the Broncos can win that game, but we'll have to wait and see. Canberra needs to start an ambush coming on. Well, I'll tell you what, Canberra need to improve. I feel an ambush. Get back to the way they played against Melbourne where they just had the right attitude for 80 minutes. But mm. uh, we wrap things up. Monday night game, Souths 29-10 to 10 over the Dragons. And this was the worst game of the round, I think. Yeah. This was very dour. Uh, that was boring. Souths forward pack, they killed them. But their attack's just so scratchy. I, I don't know what has happened to Reynolds. Um, you know, I thought the Burgess brothers, and especially Tom on the bench, that, that just adds another dimension to size, but they're just so boring. Yeah. So basically, I don't know what's happened with Maguire. A couple of years ago, I looked and saw all the Melbourne traits, and he had some variations, but this year, it's, it's like he's chucked everything out the window and they've only got one play. Mm. Besides the go forward, it's the, the block block. There's nothing else going on. Even Greg Inglis looks a little bit lost, and Luke was back first game back, but it's just just not flowing. I think once Luke Luke's back, and like I just said about the many players, but he's not back. It'll take him a couple of weeks to find his best form. Their whole game revolves around Isaac Luke. Their whole whole game, their their offense, him getting out, playing the ball quick, and then they just play off the back of it. There's not there's not too much there structurally that, that that's going to worry you from South. They just got good players um, on the edges that can take advantage of quick play the balls in the middle. Uh, but the Dragons just threw nothing at them. No. Nah. Dragons were horrendous. It's been mentioned that Kiri is back next week, and I've said it before and I'm going to say it again. He comes in as far as I'm concerned. He's the six. Reynolds is the seven. Sutton plays exclusively on the left edge as it is already. I'd just bench Kyle Turner and put him in the back row. Play him at left back He'd be row. playing at the same spot anyway, and you've got three well, just ball one further in. Exactly, and I really think they need Kiri to come in because Reynolds at the moment, even last night when he scored and even a few positives, he's still shaking his head or looking just an absolute shadow of himself like he doesn't want to be there. Yeah. And I think they need that extra spark. Kiri's got that little bit of football now that we saw when he debuted last year that he takes the line and he runs the football. Uh, I really think him, along with Luke, once he's going in a couple of weeks, and Coruscant off the bench, who was very sharp last night, mm. I think they can really open things up for South. I agree. I agree. St. George, Benji Marshall, did not dig into the line at all. We've had some comments through on Facebook last night saying we've been harsh on Benji Marshall. But well, the run meters stat was stupid because he made a line break and they're not taking into account the running meters from that. Yeah. it's yeah, I, Mate, he's not running the ball. He's, you know, look at his jersey at the end of the game. There's no dirt markers on mm. it because he's not getting tackled. Um, and, uh, mate, there's plenty of other players around him that aren't, you know, doing much, uh, much nah. of a job either. But, you know, he's, he's come there on big money with big ex- expectations and... Uh, he demanded, you know, a, a two-year deal or two and a half-year deal or whatever it is for big money, and uh, with big money comes expectation, and he's he's not living up to it. Yeah, Simple well, as that. Flop in Union, and not only flop, not even last a year. They're not playing the feeder side. Come back within six months, and you know how angry I was about it. And then get he's getting half a million the next two years. Yeah, what he's getting this year doesn't matter. It's probably not much, but he's getting half a million the next two yeah, years. Yeah, he would have got paid out a little bit from the Gareth, Gareth Widop only just got half a million after busting his ass at Melbourne. You know, yeah. winning comps and, and plying his trade behind three of the best players in the game. And Benji walked back after a flop. Should have been hat in hand, but we paid him half a million dollars. Or the Dragons, sorry, paid him half a million dollars. The handcuff now. Right. If I'm if I'm uh, a potential coach going to St George, I'm not touching that place at all. Nah. If they've got you handcuffed to that Benji Marshall contract, hell no. It's, it's, a, it's a lot it's, of money. It's job suicide. 
It's a lot Job of Job suicide, you know. Like, I mean, they're probably better off just giving it to Paul McGregor for the next two years and just sticking with him to ride this period out and getting someone in there uh, like a Tim Sheens as a football manager to rebuild this roster because the roster is... Well, they've said it. They need the board. It's they need horrendous. a board rebuild. They need a club rebuild. Mm. They've got massive problems. And we've heard, obviously, the last couple of years about financial well, troubles well, as I said well. It, so. I said it before a ball was kicked. They had no front row. And they were going to struggle when teams challenged in the middle of the field. And look at them now. Yeah. Every team is just pouring down the middle of the field on them. Yeah, and I've said it to you how annoying it is to watch all these back rows that have gone there be forced into that position and limit their abilities. Like Tyson Frizzell... He's got to ruin that bloke. Mm. Brazil and Cray are busting their ass. They are busting their ass, but they're getting, you know, he's getting damaged in the middle. Yeah. He shouldn't be playing there. Mitch Rain as well, he's busting his backside. He's playing Mm. hard footy. And he's the same. He's getting damaged because they're not laying a platform for him. And the move, the move. on the bench. No, yeah, well, that one annoyed me. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why would you move their best bloody player to the bench? I, I don't understand. Unless he was carrying a niggle from Origin, he'd be able to play in Origin. I, no I, I could not believe it. I, you know, well, that's another discussion. The, the amount of minutes that he got in Origin that ticked me off as well. But man, I, and then Josh Dugan to move to the centres. Even if if Laurie Daly rung Paul McGregor and said, "Mate, can you put him in the centres?" No, First no. game as a head no. coach, making no, an impression I'm sorry. to keep the job. No. No. I'm doing exactly. the right thing by my team. I'm trying to win well. this game against South Sydney. I'm, try- I'm trying to win you an Origin Series yeah. with all due respect. But to get your own job future as well. They've put this oh, in front of me and said, you're potentially going to be our coach. And first game, you dished that up. Yeah. That was, that was a very bold move. Let's mm. put it that way. Yeah, I, I didn't see much change. If anything, they were worse last night than they were under Steve Bryce. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, They've got even more time. But yeah, th- yeah. This week, if, if any, they're going to play the Cronulla Sharks, uh, possibly with Fafita being named. We know Gallon's He's not going to play. play. So play. for Fida, Lewis, I don't know about Carney yet. I think Carney's still going to be out. They get a couple back in, but they've been patchy. So if there's ever a week to find a bit of confidence and in a local derby, they have to spark up this week. If they can't get up for this game, they may as well write their season off because they're right on the brink along with Canberra right now yeah. if they don't start getting wins. They need about eight wins yeah. to be possible of slipping into the eight. Um, South, as we said, they're taking their home game over to NIB and WA to play the Warriors. Hopefully going to be a cracker of a battle, but I still think if he doesn't make that reshuffle and try and get a little more spark and attack, I think the Warriors will match him physically in the middle and then beat them in the flamboyance game, as you spoke about earlier. That that, uh, could be uh, a really big upset, but um, that wraps up the reviews of the games from the weekend. We'll get on Andrew Brown now from sportingbet.com to play our Lions game, get the odds for the weekend, and uh, just have a bit of a chat about footy. And we welcome back Andrew Brown from SportingBet.com. And, mate, New South Wales won the first Origin game. I'm sure you, along with every other betting agency, is hurting. <laughs> well, believe it or not, there was um, uh, a, a bit of a, like, yeah, a lot of late money for New South Wales, actually, in, the, in just the final hour. Um, so, so we got out to, in the head-to-head uh, as much as 285 um, before kickoff. 
the Blues were into two dollars seventy. Okay. Uh, so just just that last hour, it really swung back towards the Blues, and and probably uh, I was having a look at the stats on Thursday morning, and, and around about eighty, nearly eighty percent of the head-to-head money in that last hour was for the Blues, which is wow. extremely surprising considering they're such big outsiders. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, interesting. The money came late, and. Uh, it was spot on too, and how good if you're a blue supporter. Exactly. Mm. Not, not very. In saying that, fellas, we, we took a, a, a bet um, just today, um, uh, $60,000 at $3.15 on a Queensland Amazing. series win. $3.15 into three oh five. So both teams with um, obviously some, some well, injuries. Well, the series is on this game anyway, like... I mean, really, if, if New South Wales are to lose this game in Sydney and then have to go up there and try and win a decider, it's going to be difficult. Uh, but we've got yeah, problems of our own. So it's probably a smart bet in a way then, isn't it? Because well, you're getting $3.15, essentially. Yeah. And you know, if they win this game, yeah, if they win this game, the, the odds are going to flip again. So, um, yeah, if, if you like Queensland to win, the, to win this game in Sydney, yeah, get a little bit of that. $3.15 yeah. $3. action. No, but it's going to be... Um, well, I mean, what a fantastic build-up it's going to be. You've probably already spoken about it, but over the next couple of weeks, yeah, I just can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, it will be, mate. Brilliant. All right. All right, we'll jump into the Lions game. Uh, as things stand right now, it's 6-5 my way. I had a win last week, but we start off Friday night at Pertec Stadium. It's the Parramatta Eels versus the Cowboys. Uh, this one, I was going to go evens. Evens? I'll go, uh, I'll go the Cowboys minus one and a half. Well, we'll probably have to give that to you, Louis. We went up Pickham, $1.91 Pickham, um, so no line at all. Um, since then, the money has come for the cows. Uh, they're into a dollar eighty-three, and then our one-and-a-half-point favourites, you can get even money about Parramatta. Uh, yes. But, yeah, the Cowboys, uh, this early in betting, they're the best-back team by far. Yeah, bloody hell. <clears throat> All happened. All right, Friday night again at Brookvale. The Manly Seagulls absolutely hurting from last week. Play the Bulldogs, who will be uh, nice and fresh. Obviously, no Josh Morris, but I'm sure the halves will be sprightly for this one. But just because it's at Brookvale, I gave Manly minus one and a half. I'll go the other way. I'll go Dogs minus one and a half. Well, we've got Manly two and a half point favourites. Um, obviously, the, the Brookvale Oval factor comes into play there, but you'd have to think um, with. Bulldogs. Cherry Evans and Foran and, and Watmo and others, if they pull out, then that'll go back towards what your line of thinking, um, Brock. But, yeah, at the moment, Manly, two-and-a-half-point favourites. Yeah, well, Saturday at Seabass Stadium, it's the Titans versus the Panthers, and the Titans get some well-needed troops back. Albert Kelly, Greg Bird, uh, Harrison, they're all back on board. Been very tough at home. Penrith have been good, but away, I'm going to go minus two-and-a-half to the Panthers. I'll go minus four-and-a-half to the Pennies. Uh, the Panthers just one and a half point favourites uh, at a dollar eighty. Gold Coast two dollars oh two. We we give the Titans you know a fair hope here with those um, you know key players back that you just mentioned, particularly Bird and, and Nate Miles even. So um, you yeah, know they could be hard to beat at home the, the Titans, but Penrith yeah just marginal favourites. Mm. Well Saturday Wednesday and the Dragons absolutely hurting. Uh, they're versing the Cronulla Sharks who are hurting just as much. Very, very uh, usually violent game. The local derby, both in poor conditions. I hope for their turn up something half decent, but uh, you know, just how how bad the Cronulla have been affected by injuries and still are. I'm going to go the Dragons, not with much confidence, but I say about minus three and a half. Yeah, I'll go minus two and a half. The Dragons. Well, 
give, give that one to you, Brock, because we went up two and a half point favourites. Um, they're now four point favourites. So despite our woeful, they're going. The money has um, has come for the Dragons just on the, the back of all those injuries for the Sharks. All right, Saturday, NIB Stadium. So South's taking that game away uh, again against the Warriors. Like last year, it was a cracker around this time of the year. Uh, I, you know, I give the Warriors a decent hope here, but purely because they've got a bad record over here. Uh, and it's on the road against South. So I'm going to give South minus five and a half. I'll go South three and a half. Yeah, we've gone up um, six point favourites. The Rabbits a uh, dollar fifty. Warriors two dollars sixty. Um, both sides in good form, aren't they? So it uh, should be a pretty good match, despite the nine thirty pm kickoff. Yeah, well, Sunday Hunter Stadium, the Newcastle Knights, another one of these teams that are in absolutely woeful form, versus the West Tigers, who get back Robbie Farah. Aaron Woods, I'm um, guessing you know, they've had a couple of, of tough losses the last couple of weeks, but I'm, I'm going to go the Tigers minus one and a half, even though they're away. Yeah, I'll go two and a half Tigers. Well, fellas, you might spot a bit of value here. We've actually got the Knights as favourites at the moment. Yeah. One and a half point favourites at eighty. Tigers $2.02. Um, interestingly, a bet came in today, 5000 uh, on the Tigers at two seventy five to make the eight. So someone thinking that they might... Uh, about to go on a bit of a roll, but yeah, surprising, isn't it? Newcastle, how many have they lost in a row now? Four or five. Yeah, so. they've been playing okay, I guess. So you just yeah, you don't know. I guess home field advantage as well in the in the terms of forming a line, I guess, has some or well, a lot of value, I guess, or a lot of influence. Really surprises me though, because the Tigers haven't been smashed without Farrell Woods, or even when they've lost Cavay and these players, they've been tough, you know. So getting those guys back, I'd be more leaning their way. But yeah, home field obviously uh, one over in this situation, but. Sunday again, Amy Park, uh, usually a fortress, but I don't think so this week. It's the Storm, no Slater, no Cronk. They're versing the Roosters. Uh, they've had their halves during the origin period. They played pretty good last week. They're, you know, they're still a bit behind the eight ball, but just so much quality. Uh, I'm going to go the Roosters, minus 10.5. Yeah, tough one. I'll go uh, Roosters, minus 8.5. Yeah, we've got the Roosters as 10-point favourites at the moment, $1.27, which means... The Storm are $3.80 at home, um, and I can't remember the last time they would have been odds that large uh, for a home game. Um, it's been a long time, if not ever. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, pretty sad from my perspective as a supporter. Hurting big time after the origin, hurting big time. But uh, we wrap things up Monday night, GIO Stadium. It's the Canberra Raiders versus the Brisbane Broncos. Canberra have just been ordinary. Uh, I can see some positives, but you know, if, if they're going to make the eight, I think they said this week they now have to win at least eight realistically from how many points you've needed the last couple of years to land in there. So has to start now. But the Broncos generally play pretty well when they travel to GIO Stadium, so I'm going to back them minus three and a half. Who's it? What's the game? Broncos-Canberra. Broncos-Canberra, oh, Jesus. At, at Canberra, is it? Yeah. Uh, I'll go Broncos minus five and a half. Broncos are three and a half point favourites. I think we uh, have a winner in uh, Louis this week. He's, he's cheated. The Broncos. He cheated last week. Cheating. He listened to it last, last week. week. You I heard Andrew say last week. He said he I told mean, me I could cheat. <laughs> he did, and I said it's already been formulated. No, We've messaged each other. It's a done deal. So I can't cheat. I'm, I'm a too much of an honest bloke. But seven five now, uh, two in a row. So we're, we're evens. I've shot back out. Hopefully I can. Hold on to this lead this time. I got I got a couple out uh, early on in the piece. I think it was four one four, and you hunted me down. Yeah. So I, I'd like to kick on from here, Maccabi Diva style. Yeah. But, uh, Andrew, I like, to, I like to distract the leader and yeah. then kick away in the straight. Well, 
keep track of my friend because there'll yeah, be nothing but dust. Yeah. Andrew, any uh, promos this week for the NRL games? Uh, yeah, the Manly Bulldogs game. If you think um, Hawkinson can score six points or more, odds of $4 will be available. Check the website for details, sportingbet.com.au. They'll be available on uh, Thursday. Um, and might be another promotion for the um, Monday night game. So, yeah, get onto the website, check it out, and um, good luck this yeah. weekend, fellas, and everybody that's listening, if you're having a bet. No better bet than a sporting bet. And just like Andrew said, make sure you get on the website, check for T's and C's on that promo for the Trent Hodkinson to score more than six points and look for the Monday night promo. But as always, Andrew, thanks a lot, mate, for joining us and have a great week. You too, fellas. Speak to you next time. See ya. See you, mate. See ya, mate. It's time for your weekly dose of goss from Mr. Gossip. The bloke who, like Jamal Idris, just refuses to conform to the norm, Mr. Gossip. <laughs> How are we, lads? Good, buddy. What's happening? Not as bad oh, as you, Sean. Lolly Legs is back. I'm back. Yeah, he's back. What about, what about back. you? Are you going to be freeing your mind and going on a trip to Tibet like Jamal, or what's happening? No, mate, I, I tell you what, they didn't meet him on the weekend, or last Friday night. No, they didn't, that's right. I was sending, uh, I did the podcast via Morse code last week from a remote location just outside of Newcastle, so, um, but we got through, we got through all right, didn't we? Always get through, mate. We do, yeah, that's mate. right, like good brothers do. <laughs> when you got a, when you got a smooth operator in charge, think oh, oh, jeez. Smooth operator. Great times. <laughs> Oh, a bit of karaoke, excellent. Yeah, loving it. Oh, look out. All right, mate, what's in, the, what's in the bag this week? Much cooking? Yeah, mate. Happy times at the foot of the mountain, that's for sure. Happy times with Panther fans. The big news today, Josh Mansour, another two years. And, look, um, I think they even posted on Rugby League Week today that um, loyalty is not dead. And I, I couldn't find any figures, boys. The Panthers are pretty, pretty tight-lipped. But um, from what we can gather in the media is that Josh turned down quite a bit more money um, to be at Penrith, so good on him. Well, how much is a win worth? That's the thing, because you... Like, yeah. I can't believe Tedesco went to Canberra. I'm, I, no. I still can't no, believe I'm, it. I'm, 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 I cannot believe him. it. Mate, yeah, back him. him. Back him. He can, three, have, he can have his buddy 16 losses a year and eight wins. Three, if have. three-year deal got me mate. an extra $1 million after I'd had two... See, this is where we're different. I, I wouldn't go for an extra million. I'd rather win a comp. What if you done tomorrow? He's done his knee, he's his ankle. He's missed That's almost footy. two years. That's footy. Mate, I'm taking the extra million. No. I'm, I'm looking looking tomorrow. You're if I can pay a my, low bloke. if I can pay my mortgage off and I'm done by 25, I'm a happy man. It's guys like you that Penrith don't want. Yeah. The club. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, that's gold. But yeah. look, it's good news, boys, for Penrith. I'm, I'm quite close to members of the Mansour family. In fact, I was there for Josh's first game with his dad, and uh, he went over in the corner against the storm, and his dad was in tears, and that was great. And um, look, it's it, it's good for the family, it's good for Penrith, and um, as I said. He'll be playing Origin in two weeks. I'm very confident. I hope so. I'm I very, very confident. Yeah, he deserves it. He deserves it. Well, yeah, yeah well, exactly. He's a, yeah, he, they've got to pick him. As far as I'm concerned, they've got to pick him. If they don't, they're ning-nongs. There you go. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's built for Origin. He's a big winger. Yeah, it'll be great to see him um, continue at Penrith because he's. I think he's just hitting his straps now. He's only going to get better, so... 
as yeah, as no, is the team. As is the team. The team's just starting to hit their uh, hit their peak, so they're only going to get better as well. Especially, what about Tarek Sims? Is that on your to do list tonight? Yeah. Is it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. In fact, in fact, well, while we're still touching on Penrith, um, also uh, the young Ramona Hooker, Cor- Coruscant, another is signed for two years with the Panthers as well. Sigiaro so. Junior. He's that's who he reminds me of. Like, yeah, Sigiaro. I know. I was thinking that he's a little, little clone. In fact, um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Sigiaro went on Twitter and congratulating him, congratulating Coruscant on signing, and then quickly deleted the tweet because it wasn't official. But um, yeah, that's how I got the the, the word on that one. But um, look, it, it's good for Penrith. I mean, it's going to spell obviously the end to uh, Kevin Kingston. I dare say he'd, he'd retire or, or he may find a gig in England. But um, yeah, good times for the Panthers. I uh, I actually spoke to a bloke from Para today who I know that they made an inquiry into Kevin Kingston um, with their hooker crisis at the moment. So yeah, beats us out. There's a little there's a little tip for you. Yeah, but um, Parramatta were very interested in a player swap. Um, they were tossing a few opportunity uh, a few options around, but I, I don't know whether anything's been finalised or whether Penrith are keen to to get rid of. I don't think they would be because. They get rid of Kingston. They've got no more depth behind Segiara, and the way Segiara plays and is built, uh, you know, especially playing more minutes, he's probably at a higher risk of getting an injury. So I don't think Penrith will be too keen to let go of Kingston this year. They signed up that young Kira Mosley for three years, and they've also got Foster. They re-signed, so they've got two options that have been grinding in the New South Wales Cup. Can't really see too much loss if they were to, you know, part ways with them. Obviously, they're more secure option than those two if you were heading into a finals campaign. But but uh, uh, back to the the point, yeah, Coruscant, great boy, great boy. He he does. He just looks like a. um, a young Sigiaro, and he's you know who he is, dynamic you know, hooker. I told you about him two years ago, and in your usual days is when you don't listen to me because I'm just gibbering. He's the one I told you, I was telling you, it reminded me of PJ, young yeah, okay. little PJ yeah. that we coach because he just bopped out of W half in the twenties. He was constantly running. Mate, he was PJ's constantly made it. You got to mention on fifth and last. Yeah, he has. But he, he, he's mini PJ. <laughs> and now, now, he, now he's playing first grade. He's in, the, he's in the fifth and last Hall of Fame. PJ <laughs> today. Oh wow! Yeah, it's mini PJ. Uh, who do they start with next year? Coruscant or um, nah, Segi? Segi. I think same role with Kingston. Same role as Kingston. Sixty twenty. But Segiara will now play the sixty role, and uh, Coruscant will get that twenty twenty five. I, I said to a few people at the start of the year that I didn't. I thought they should have flipped it and put Kingston on for. 20 minutes, 10 either side of half time and given Seguiaro the start. I think the rule changes have just been made to suit Seguiaro being on there for longer because as soon as Penrith get a roll on, he's just out of dummy half and he's so dangerous and he gets the halves rolling forward onto the ball and uh, it straightens Penrith's attack up. If you if you watch Penrith's attack when Kingston's on the field, it's very lateral and that was a criticism a lot of experts had of Penrith in the first sort of six games, I guess. it was They got a little bit lateral in their losses but when Seguiaro's there and they get a roll on, Penrith plays so direct, which is so hard to defend when they've got numbers pushing around the footy. So, um, yeah, the more minutes that Seguiaro plays, and now they've got Coruscant, they've got a tag team there, it's going to make the Panthers' attack even more dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like a Panthers podcast, this one, boys. Yeah, I was going to say, you two. <laughs> Cut it out. Move on. <laughs> sent it to me and I said it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard as far as investing that money you got Yo I know he's playing as a centre but the bloke's going to be a monster you got Cartwright 
Manu, Docker, Peachy. You know, the list is endless. I forgot to mention Brown and a couple others. And Robinson, you said he's going to the Titans, but we still haven't heard uh, 100% confirmation of that. But a thousand back rowers, a shortage of front rowers, Plum, yeah, sure. He it means they can get shot. rid of Plum. That's what I was hey, Plum, <laughs> Plum may put a shot on here or there, but he's not going to play forever. Quite's near the back end. Uh, McKendry's pretty much the only one who's got any longevity, and he's there. Regan Campbell Gillard's playing cup. He hasn't played first grade yet. So if you think he'll play, he'll you're play got, first grade. If you're going to address any spot, you're going to address front row, or you'd buy another centre if you're going to get rid of Idris. They're the two spots I'd be looking at shoring up. I, I don't mind it. I like Tarek Sims. He's a good player. And you know what? Up. Penrith aren't going to pay overs for him. That's a good thing I like about Penrith now. They're just going to stockpile good players for the right price. Turn to the Roosters. Buy no. toys. Ooh, you know, <laughs> hey, they don't have third-party deals like the Roosters. I'll give you the tip. Well, they're doing pretty good. They're going to manage their cap well. So I don't mind it. If, if he signs here, I'll be I'll be wrapped with that. I'm yeah, just, and Tarek's the one that wants out. It's not that Penrith are trying to... So they're dictating terms to him. That's right, yeah. I'm sure he's not, not short of interest from South and a bunch of other Sydney clubs. I'm sure Penrith aren't the only one. South, okay. South. Mate, there's other clubs that are interested. Bloody South. South, Michael McGuire. Yeah, top. Good coach, Greg Inglis, yeah. Isaac Luke. Plenty of good reasons to go to South as well. Good coach. But I'm just saying that there's got to be, I'm telling you, there have to be more We're than just Penrith. Grand final. Get to Sydney grand that are interested in signing Penrith. Well, I think clearly got the Warriors to a grand final. I reckon that's a better coach than a bloke that's been to two preliminary finals and gone. <laughs> I'm not just going to hate coaching. I'm saying in Sydney, though, if you tell me Tarek Sims' only option is Penrith, you're kidding yourself. No, I don't think it is. But they're, they're dictating terms to him in terms of price because yeah, he wants I'm to come down here. I'm guaranteeing you if there's more money elsewhere, he'll be going somewhere else. Oh, the money man. Here he is. Greedy guts over here. Bloody hell. Wow. Mate, it's a business. <laughs> Players get injured. Oh, it's a business. Clubs flick them. No. Vice versa. Listen it's a dog eat dog world. No. I didn't know Lewis was uh, Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> right. it's, a, it's a dog eat dog world. It's not all about the clubs. You get all the love and oh, the club. He did wrong by the club. Oh, listen to him. Bloody hell. Shepherdstein. Shepherdberg. Yeah, uh, where's that bloody. Where, where's that box of tissues? Oh, I'm just saying. <laughs> we're, we're giving plenty of, plenty of stick to players for taking the money. It's only a short lived window. No, I, I just think if your number one priority is money. You're not doing. You're not playing the game for the right reasons. Got, yeah, I'm not saying that's. That's my only point. But if you're, you know, you're not the one in that situation. Neither am I. Neither well, we are because Gossamans. we work for money. Yeah, we work for money. We're not professional. But would you rather players. an extra twenty k to be unhappy or be happy in your current job for twenty k? See, I wouldn't. Money. I'd stay on my current wage. On and be my happy. wage, I'm on right now. Oh. I'm not a football player. No, no. I'm just saying that's the only way you can compare it. Not really. There's a lot, a lot more money in sport than there is doing what we're doing. So it's still comparable to your income. But I'm talking increasing your like income. The Tedesco thing. They're all angry at him, but no footballer you know, short of a wage. He's had the injuries. They're not crying poor. I'm not all of them. They're on bloody good money, mate. So some of mine, not all of them. You get an opportunity to, you know, like, bet. would you rather win a comp or have an extra fifty k and get smashed every game? Fifty k is nothing. Or hundred k. We're not talking about yeah. that. You're talking that's about what you're weighing up when you're making these decisions. Million dollars over three years or something like a Tedesco situation. That's a lot to take. I'll throw it out there. James Tedesco's career will be over in three years. That's pretty. Because ridiculous. Canberra are poo, and Canberra will continue to be poo, and the Tigers. Mm-hmm. Are good, and they're building a very good young side. And he's made a decision on money when he could have had six years at you know whatever price, and probably won a comp with the Tigers. That's my point. Uh, We'll see if that plays out. I don't agree. He'll still be playing after three years. We'll see. If I was the Tigers, I would have been playing this week. That's just me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's another argument. I heard you guys talking about that last last week, and you both said pretty much similar that you'd play Tedesco. I would not play right. Going no, forward. but at, at the moment, to win to win games, they need their best team on the field. He's their best fullback at the moment. 
Um, but then again, you could yeah, argue you that hinder, if you put Rowe in for the Rowe. next 10 weeks and they make the finals, yeah. he's probably as good but at as the same time. You hinder Rowe's development and probably damage him and put him in a cup for the rest of the year. You'd, wouldn't you rather develop what's going to be there next year? No, I'd pick the best player. That's just me. Mm. All right, boys. Good news for Eels fans. Sammy Red Four-year deal, big-year deal, four-year deal with the Eels. I, uh, I didn't realise how big he was until I saw him live on uh, Friday night. He's a monster. He uh, he terrorised that edge of Simmons and Ware um, in the first half. He made a, uh, a couple of like half-line breaks, and he's just a hard man to tackle. He's yeah, massive. He runs Wendell Saylor. Yeah, I mean, TB doesn't do him justice. He's a guy that I've, I've never seen live and then saw him live and went, wow. Like, and he's fast. He's, he's quick and he's powerful and... Um, yeah, a lot to like about him, and it's good to see that Parramatta have locked him up because uh, he would have been one that attracted a lot of uh, attention for sure. Yeah, he's great in yardage, can finish. Uh, what else can I say? He's only going to get better over four years. He's still got plenty to learn, but uh, he's already a very good player. That for sure. All right, the West Tigers boys have picked up a mid-season uh, transfer, and that's Matthew Lodge from the Storm. Now, oh, um, no, no great loss for the Storm, I wouldn't think, but um, the, the, there's more to this, boys. Matthew Lodge apparently uh, took um, Billy Ag out in the car park, and they were going to have a little punch on, and yeah, a little bit more to this story than meets the eye. But uh, look, Matthew Lodge has gone to the Tigers, and whoopie do really. He's a kid I coached, uh, Harold Matthews, 2010, uh, and he's had issues. Yeah, issues at Penrith, uh, which saw him leave Penrith. And yeah, from from a couple of guys I know in Melbourne, uh, one one bloke in particular. But uh, S said he hasn't had a great time in Melbourne either. And um, let's he he could be anything, Lodgy. Honestly, he's um, he's a very good footballer. But I mean, most people listening to this would know him only from the State of Origin twenties incident where he wrote. Um, an expletive on his hand and they had to tape it up and he got fined and whatever. And he threw a punch that um, didn't need to be thrown. Yeah, he, he's he's just going to get his his brain right and that's hard to do for some of these blokes because they're not rocket scientists. But, uh, yeah, he, he's got a lot of potential but he's got a lot a lot of issues off the field. So, I mean, the Tigers, it's closer to home for him. There was reports he was homesick and um, whatever. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what pans out, but... I guess the Tigers, again, they would have dictated terms to him, similar to the Sim situation, in that he wanted to come home. So uh, they would have dictated terms in that uh, that contract. But, yeah, Bell, I wouldn't be taking Billy on. Jesus Christ. Well, that's... Yeah, if that's true, like, that that surprises me to an extent. I, You know, I've seen some, some silly things from Lodgy, but nothing that silly, and... I, I don't know. Obviously, he's, he's been down in Melbourne for two years. But um, good luck fighting Bellyache. The bloke would kill you. It just <laughs> he's, me, he's nuts. Wow. He's one of those guys you look at. He may look like an accountant, but I tell you what, you've seen him go off in the box. Good luck fighting him. Yeah. <laughs> Even if his punches don't connect, he'll drown you. Yeah, I was going to say. On top of that, you'd knock him down, and then you'd turn your back for two seconds. He'd be on you again like a rabid cat. He'd be all over you. He wouldn't stop. I reckon he's. Uh, you reckon he's still pretty fit, Craig Bellamy? So. I wouldn't, be, as a I wouldn't be taking him on. Father-in-law, mate. I'd, he wouldn't well, like me. I'd be like, right. meet the fuckers, mate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd welcome it. Did you imagine? Yeah. Okay. Go, go bloke. <laughs> nah. uh, what's, what's, what's your last name, sweetheart? Bellamy. See you later. Have a good night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm uh, thinking the opposite. Take me to your father. Yeah. Uh, 
fantastic. Well, another player, boys, that's had his troubles off the field, the Ben Teo, the Bunnies. Now, um, I'm hearing that he's sort of sniffing out a deal with rugby over in the UK, wants to play uh, in the World Cup. So, look, if he wants to go to the Union, let him go. But, yeah, strange one, Ben Teo. I he's thought he would have kind of... Yeah, he's, he's, a, a he's another one that's uh, yeah. got the IQ of a cabbage, I think. Take your money and go, Benny. See you later. Yeah, I've got two words for you. Who cares? Yeah, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Like, he, he, he's okay at club, but I still don't think he's been that outstanding. He, he, when he first burst onto the scene uh, at the Tigers after I saw him play for Kebra Park High, I thought, wow, this bloke's a weapon. And for a few years, he saw uh, some bits and pieces. But since then, it, he's, you know... I don't think he's ever really hit the heights that you would have expected him to hit. No. If he's interested in going over there, feel free. Ta-ta. Good night. Yeah. I'll tell you what's, like, hypocritical, but, like, they... He wants to play for uh, Queensland. And, and then there's reports that he's a, he's a he's Kiwi. An English passport. And then now he's going to try and play for... He's got an English England passport. The rugby union. So he's going to go up. the triple. He was a junior... What a junior. Junior Kiwi captain. He's played for Australia and Queensland, and now he's going to play Rugby League World Cup. Uh, he's taken, possibly uh, with England. He's taken Tony Carroll and Brad Fulham to a new level. Yeah, he's gone. He's, he's gone the three P. Bloody hell! <laughs> it's a bit, bit ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, hundred mm. percent. Uh, all right, boys. One that everyone's talking about in social media at the moment is the Dragons. Not having much luck uh, on the field, but also to find a coach too. Um, I'm hearing Tony Smith from Warrington um, is having a sniff. But look, the Dragons boys. I don't think they can offer too much money. Uh, to any player, that's, to any coach that's going to come on board. So uh, I couldn't see Tony Smith taking a massive pay cut and, and coming to uh, the NRL. But look, it's you know it's a it's a big gig coaching the Red V, and um, yeah, who knows? It's not, not a gig that I'd want to go to. No, especially in their current predicament. You handcuffed to Benji Marshall for two more years. Forget that. Yeah. No way. No way in the world. Yeah. I know. I know he's only played two games, but he hasn't got tackled in those two games. Um, and if it, if he has, it was by accident, and yeah, just not good science, not good science for the Dragons. Yeah, I'm not even going to touch that one with a ten foot pole. Just he said he recruited who he wanted this year, and obviously that hasn't worked out too well for him. They've lost seven of their last eight, I think. Uh, you know, the juniors aren't going too bad, I suppose, but there's no one there that's going to be an instant cure. And as far as just recruitment, the board, there's a lot more issues than just what's going on in the field. They need a complete clean out. Yeah, the cutters aren't going too bad, but um, I think the Panthers have been in by a field goal. Just thought I'd mention that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another win for the pennies, yeah. <laughs> Just sort of touch on that again. Mm. All right, boys, and look, the last one for the night, and it's it's one that's got me head, the scratch in my head, boys, and that's Michael Ennis soon to announce that he's going to the Sharks. Now, I, I don't understand what's happening at Cronulla with their <laughs> recruitment. They let people like Tyron Peachy go, um, and... They've got an ageing roster. I don't understand. I've, I've put the boot into the Sharks many a time on this podcast with their recruitment, but it's just getting worse and worse. If you're a board member, you'd quit, you'd hang yourself. It's just what is going on. <laughs> you'd smash your head in the yeah. table as well. Yeah, I'd, I'd go more that one, hang yourself. <laughs> That's a bit rough. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it doesn't make sense. But, well, they, but yeah. they, did, they did that to themselves, though, with the Todd Carner deal last year. Look how that's worked out for them. Yeah, but what, what did, they, did they offer Leisha anything? Yeah, of course they did, but not, not as much. So not what, as much did, as what did he? What did he? Do we know what ballpark he went to Canterbury for? Oh, about three hundred, wasn't it? And what are they going to offer yeah. Ennis to go to Cronulla? Well, that's it. That's what I'm saying. It's just dumb. Who, who makes these decisions? There? So you could have had the kid for the money that he was after and kept him there. Yeah, that's what yeah. we're sort of saying. Yeah. yeah. Instead, you've traded potentially yeah. or you've, the, you've the traded... most touted junior hooker 
uh, out of the 20s in the last yeah, couple yeah, of I years. I know who the kid is, and he's, yeah. he's sensational. He's way better than Ennis. He's going to be better than Ennis, and yeah, it makes no sense. Agree. Yeah, I mean, Buzz Rossfield, who we all love from the Daily Telegraph, um, like, it was quite funny him tweeting um, Friday night from the Panthers and um, Parramatta game saying, if Fisher scores another time, I'm going to bet. You know, it's just. And that's, that's a predicament Sharks fans are in. Oh, well, five-year well, plan, Buzz. That's, five-year plan. That's not, that's not the only <laughs> one. No. That's the sad thing. Tyson Frizzell was under their nose. They let him go. Uh, you know, they lost Peachy. Uh, the, the, you know, there's plenty that have been there sitting right under their nose. The Blake Ferguson thing, when he originally went to Canberra, how good he was originally for the 20s before his issues, they let him go as well. So yeah. they struggle to produce juniors enough as it is, let alone keep him there. And there's two there at the moment. I don't know what their futures are, Farmando, Brown and Valentine Holmes. But if that half a brain, they'd act pretty bloody quickly and well, tie both uh, those blokes off. Why doesn't Buzz use his uh, platform in the paper and write about some of these poor decisions that the Sharks are making and bring some yeah, light to it? Because he's, yeah, he's too busy trying to bash everybody yeah, else. With his bloody hidden agendas against Gus Gould. Like, get over yeah. it, mate. No one cares. Just be a professional and write decent articles, you knob. Yeah, I mean, they- the Sharks, they, they, I mean, they're much a good bloke um, Eric Gross Jr. is. I mean, they sign players like that, you know, like exactly. Jesus Christ. Two years on the scrap heap and, yeah, who knows. Uh, yeah, the Sharks fans deserve better and yeah, they're not going to win a premiership anytime soon with recruitment like that. No, no nope. way. And well, when you've got your key guys on the sidelines as well, that, that carves you out. And a coach who just doesn't care. He, he doesn't want to coach. So, yeah. you know, when you've got the leader of your football um, operations, your football program, who is disinterested and doesn't want to be there, that's that's poison from the top, and it's just going to filter yeah. down. Yeah, well, until funny right. comes back and there's some, you know, normality, it's going to stay this way for the rest of the year, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. This season's over. Exactly. All right. Tips. All, all done and dusted. Tips, tips, tips. All right, well, last round, uh, Gossip, we got five. The only one we got wrong, uh, well, the only one, we all got Manly wrong, but we got the Storm game wrong. Obviously, the, the tips went in before Cooper Cronk decided to go bust in his arm and Billy Slater got popped. So you got a free point from the Cowboys there. So you got five, you're on 56. We He's both, got a six-point lead. We're both on four, we're on 50. Uh, we're on 50, so we kick things off. Friday night, it's uh, Pertec Stadium. It's the Parramatta Eels. No Nathan Peets up against the Cowboys, who uh, you know starting to find form. I think they're fourth in their last five. Uh, you know all the Origin players there starting to look pretty good. Uh, I'm going to go the Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys. Yeah, I'm going to go the Eels, boys. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just the Cowboys just don't travel, mate. That's proven over the years. But look, if, if the Cowboys can win this, and yes, they are the real deal. If they can't beat a um, injured uh, Eels side, then uh, I'll put a line through them almost. Ooh, wow. Ooh, the knives are out for the Cowboys. Full on. Full no, on. Just, Excellent. Just, just, oh. just sick of them just not travelling to Sydney and winning. They got, if they're going to win a comp, they're yeah. going to be a bit serious. Your six-point uh, six lead is now a five-point lead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. We'll see. <laughs> all right, well, uh, head to Brookvale. Uh, Manly Seagulls versus the Bulldogs. They've named Foreign, Cherry Evans, all the rest of it. There's plenty of murmurs going around that Foreign... Uh, he went off with 10 minutes to go with the ankle. Daly Cherubins may not be right. What now uh, in saying that? Bulldogs know Josh Morris, but I think they cover for it with their forward pack. I'm going the Bulldogs. Yeah, I'll go the Dogs. Yeah, I'm going to go the Bulldogs as well. Bandley were revolting on the weekend. They were. Yeah, no player over 100 metres, and they're versing a massive pack this week. So good luck, Josh Styling, playing up against those blokes. Yeah. Chump. Excellent. Uh, Saturday kickoff, Seabus Stadium. It's the Titans. 
versus the Penny Panthers. The Titans welcome back some troops, uh, about a thousand of them. Takarengi, Kelly, Bird, Harrison, they're, they're all back in the lineup this week. The Pennies, one to seventeen from last week. Very happy to see that Peachy keeps his starting spot. He's much better when he's let uh, to grow in the game rather than being injected. Uh, I'm going to go the Panthers, but I think it's going to be a dogfight. The Titans have been really good this year in every game they've been in, besides uh, obviously those two towel-ups they had when they were a bit short. Yeah, I'm tipping the Titans. They'll win. They need to win this wow. game more than Penrith. Uh, they've got some troops back. It's up at home. I'm confident. Wow. Big call. Look, I'm, I'm happy Vare's going to play this weekend. I thought he, would, he might have had a, a worse injury when he came off on Friday night, but uh, look, I'm going to go the Panthers, boys, and with a bit of confidence too. Yep, well, win stadium Saturday, two desperate teams, and uh, the St. George Dra- Illawarra Dragons, they've still named Josh Dugan at centre. He's remained there. Uh, Quinlan's at the back again. I- I'm absolutely perplexed by this move. Paul McGregor, champ. If you're doing this for Laurie, stupid, and uh, if you have any plans on trying to get the head job, you're really not helping your chances by having your best attacking weapon out on the right edge where he gets no quality football. Do anything so, for a head job, won't you, know, you Paul? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Had to take it to the game. I did, yeah. All right. And the Sharks, a host of changes. Jacob Gagan's debuting on the wing. Uh, Farmanu Brown, one of the blokes I mentioned before, great player. He's playing in the halves. Uh, they've, they've made a million changes this week. So The Sharks. Things could get a little bit rough for them. It's a, it's a derby. The Dragons have to fire up. I'm going to tip the Dragons. I'm tipping the Sharks. Well, yeah. I think Fafita will be back. He'll have a barnstormer. He wasn't named. Uh, but the well, Dragons are poo. And that's, that's yeah about my thought process at the moment. Yeah, I'm going to go to the Sharks as well. Before a ball was kicked this year, I picked the Dragons for the spoon, and they're uh, looking good at the moment. Well, I'll tell you what, they need to drop a million games, and the Sharks better start winning because they're lingering at the moment. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's just a flip a coin game, that one. Mm. Well, I, I think just with those couple of changes, that was enough to throw me off. But oh, and that's the other one. Michael Gordon's playing centre. Nathan Gardner's in at fullback. That's all right. I don't mind that. So I don't mind the plug effect there. But, yeah, Nathan Gardner hasn't played first grade in almost two years now, so that'll be interesting to see how he goes. Uh, Saturday night, NIB Stadium, WA South taking their home game over there to play the Warriors. I don't care if the Warriors don't travel. Souths have been boring as hell in attack. There's no you know shape. They run the same double block play. Reynolds looks like he doesn't want to play. The Warriors will meet him in the forwards, and they'll beat him in the backs. I'm going the Warriors. Oh, it's a tough game. Yeah, I'm with you. I'll go the Warriors. Why not? Wow. Well, I'm going to go the Bunnies, boys. <clears throat> Yeah, that's, 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 that's <laughs> <laughs> I got no, honestly got no comment. I can't comment on any game that the Warriors are in because yeah. hey, well, the Warriors did exactly what I said uh, they would against the. Bulldogs. Well, at least he hasn't tipped them. The because Bulldogs. that means they lose. So he's tipped yeah, they did, the Warriors. Yeah, they did exactly what I said they would against the Bulldogs. Are. They beat him, had him done in the forwards. They just didn't get the job done with a couple of point scoring opportunities because of errors. But uh, South at the moment they're so one dimensional. They've been absolutely boring as hell. They're playing to the middle and they've won most of their games that way. They're going to get met by the Warriors here. And if they don't spark up a little bit and attack and try and throw something at them, they're going to be hurting, I think. Mm. Yeah. It's a good game. Uh, the Warriors are like a box of chocolates. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this game, but I think it'll be a cracker. Mate, Forest Gun's one of my favourite movies, so I'm going to back him in just Ooh. after that Forest reference. But uh, Sunday, Hunter Stadium. Are they going to rename that? Are they going to change it from the Big Mac or are they going to keep, <laughs> they're going to keep it named after everything's still going to be called Hunter? The Big, na- the big Mac. The Big Mac. Grimace, he's oh, gone. Grimace shit. is out. Uh, Newcastle versus the Tigers. He's choked on a cookie. That's why he's <laughs> Tedesco's back in. Uh, you know, there's a couple other blokes I've already forgot. I looked at the lineups before. Uh, Sirenin's back on the bench as an eighth man. Soasso, Sue, 
Tapau, all the rest of the troops, Farrah, Woods. So I'm going the Tigers. Newcastle are playing horrible. I'm going Newcastle just because I think they're due for a win. They're due for a win, the Knights. Due for a win. They've been due for a win for eight weeks. I thought they played all right last week. The last two weeks, I think they've played okay in patches. They were very, very unlucky not to get beat by Manly. Um, uh, Cherry Evans pulled one out of his Still with no foreign, no Stuart, and no bloody line, and they still couldn't get the job done. And that the game won. Look, I just... Uncle Wayne's going to deliver this week. Uncle Wayne. (laughs) Wayne... (laughs) You can't deliver why Jared Mullins putting in first. Mate, I'll tell you, I've just made up. I've made up my six-point gap right there. Boom. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mullins has been playing like a busted too. I, I can't tip the Knights. No way. Tigers. Tigers are ready to slide. They've had their they're little ready to slide. Yeah. They just got everyone back. Oh, they're they're ready, ready to, to start pushing forward. I'm all over it. Yeah, Tedesco's back and yeah. Yeah, excellent. Yo, mate. Well, he, he, won't, he won't run as fast. Money bags. Eh? Money he's, bags. Got, <laughs> he's got wads tucked into his socks. 2.1 to start building. Lay the slab. Yeah, Done. Excellent. Build your big house. That's the one. Yeah, well, Lolly, Lolly Weeks won't be playing because Uado's back this week. Yeah, but, that's uh, why they'll win. Uado's back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even make such a comment. Uh, excellent. Sunday again, Amy Park. I'm not going to call it the Fortress because it's definitely not going to be so without Cronk and Slater. The Roosters 1-17 to as they were last week with the giant 18-year-old Willis Meehan who weighs 128 kilos named as 18th man. We are going to get raped. Yep. <laughs> it's probably not the right <laughs> word to use, but... Mate, um, I don't. I don't it, let's just put it this way: it's not going to be consensual. Yeah, I think, gonna, the Roos, no, not, I think the Roosters are going to have their way, and we're not going to have too much to say. They're going to get assaulted, yeah. exactly, um, and they're not going to like it at all. No, yeah, no, I agree, boys. Yeah, that's the that's the gimme of the week. It looks like. All, all right. right, we wrap things up. Yeah, that's right. We wrap things up Monday night, GIO Stadium. It's the Canberra Raiders who, I think, on the figures I said earlier, need at least eight of their last thirteen. Technically, on how eight spotters finished up the last few years to have a chance to make the eight, versus a Broncos side who put in one of their better performances last week. Uh, I'm going the Broncos. I'm going the Raiders. The Raiders will win on Monday night. It's going to be cold, and the Broncos hate Canberra Stadium. That was like tipping the round, you bastard. I'm going the Raiders as well. Yeah, I reckon they'll win. Yep. All right, we'll go through this. Broncos have got a horrendous record down there. The only two we've gone evens on here is the Dogs and the Roosters. Me and Brock have gone the Cowboys. You're on the Eels. Uh, me and Gossip on the Panthers. Brock's on the Titans. Go the Titans. I'm on, I'm on the Dragons. You're both on the Sharks. Me and Brock are on the Warriors. Gossip's on Souths. Me and Gossip are on Tigers. You're on the Knights. And the last one, I'm yeah, the one on the Broncos. Come on, Wayne. Fire the boys up this week. I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, I'm uh, Stretching my shoulders out. I'm, I'm feeling progress here. Yeah, excellent. I'm going to push you further right. down, and I'm going to clench uh, closer to the top. Mate, I've, I'm just... I'll uh, polish the trophy. It's in my room. I'll, uh, I'll give it a polish, all right? Mate, last year, it took to the bloody World Cup. Yeah, that's it, all right. It better not be like that I'm this still year. stuck in, and I, I made a tremendous comeback last year to win that competition. Well, I was riding, riding high with two weeks to go. I'll and tell you choked. what, it won't be going to the Four Nations. <laughs> it won't he be... choked like the dragons down in Canberra, <laughs> didn't you? Mate, all I can say is it won't be going to the Four Nations this year because if it happened, then you had to have take two teams each. Whoever gets Samoa is going to lose, so uh, it, it better be solved before the end of the year this time around. Yeah, you yeah, keep... can't remember what game we lost it. Was it like Rwanda versus Poland or something? Right. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it was the Nepalese donkeys versus the Tibet, Tit- <laughs> yeah, the Tibet right. Titans. You know, it's all over. Yeah. Alrighty then, plenty of uh, chance for movement. 
in the tipping comp there. Oh, or? movement. Nothing. <laughs> 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 oh, no, nothing better than a little bit of movement. No. Oh, excellent. <laughs> excellent. Uh, uh, this bloke, he's had two beers and he thinks, <laughs> he thinks he's a comedian. Everything, uh, every word. I'm going to write down a bunch of you know words that can relate to that next week and see what we get. I'll bet you we'll get nothing. We won't even get a flicker. I, We'll Come do on. it again the week after. We'll give you two beers and we'll see what happens. You'll be on fire again. Oh, I've got a side of steak and a couple of beers on a Tuesday night. Oh, mate. Everyone's a winner. Everyone's a winner. All right, mate. Uh, thanks for all the word and we'll speak to you next week. Fantastic. Go the Panthers. Boo. Yeah, boo. <laughs> and a big thanks as always to Mr. Gossip for joining us. If you want to get in contact with him or look at his info, on Facebook, head up to the search bar and type in NRL Gossip, and his Twitter handle is exactly the same. It is at NRL Gossip. So, big thank you to him. Also, to Andrew Brown from SportingBet.com for all the lines and odds for this week and letting us play our Lions game. Remember, there's no better bet than a sporting bet. So, if you're going to have a punt on the rugby league, the NRL, anything to do with sport, head on to SportingBet.com. Com. But for now, if you want to get in contact with us, hit us up on Twitter at our handle. It is at fifth and last. That's the letter N, not the word and. The email is fifth and last podcast at hotmail.com. And on Facebook, head up to the search bar and type in fifth and last NRL podcast. But for now, as always, enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league. Bring it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? Where you, what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.